broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. Coming up at 4.30, Vinny Bonsignor from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Of course, Raider Nation Radio 920, the morning tailgate with Clay Baker and Heidi Fang. He'll break down all things silver and black. We've been throwing out the question to you. If you'd have an interest in Aaron Rodgers, if the Raiders could make it work financially, and if so, what would you be willing willing to give up for him? We ask you that on the don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Join us now on the phone lines. Very excited about our next guest is BJ Wehmer. Uh, she's from the NFL Business Connect. And, BJ, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. I appreciate you. We realize that in February of 2024, the Super Bowl will be here in Las Vegas. With what you do with your Business Connect and being part of the diversity program and really leading the diversity program, what exactly does that entail as far as the Super Bowl con- concerns coming to Vegas in 2024? Well, Q, thank you for the invitation to join the program. We are so excited about bringing Super Bowl to Las Vegas. And what it means is that, as it relates to Business Connect, is our team is on the ground trying to identify local diverse suppliers who can work as subcontractors to help us build that amazing event that is going to be Super Bowl. Um, We're looking for event production suppliers that cover probably 15 to 25 different uh, business disciplines, everything from audiovisual, generators, linens, hospitality, motor coaches. I mean, you name it. If you need it to produce a major event, those are the local independent business owners that we're looking to connect with. So was this something that you were involved with as well when we had the draft here in Las Vegas? Yes. And how did that go? Well, you know, it went well. We learned a lot about the marketplace. We met a lot of very qualified suppliers. And those men and women have been invited to reapply for Super Bowl. You know, we hope that they will become the background, or I'm sorry, the backbone of the mm-hmm. building, of the um, program, because they have helped us build to this point. You know, um, Many of them receive draft contracts, and we hope that, you know, through their participation, they will help generate excitement and confidence in the Super Bowl program. Now, draft has a much smaller footprint than Super Bowl. You know, so what happens for three days at draft, we expand to 10 days and (laughs) huge events for Super Bowl. So there are many, many, many more opportunities. So it's going to be really exciting to grow the program for Super Bowl. I have no doubt. I'm excited about that. B.J. Waymer is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920 on Necessary Roughness. You know, we're preparing for the Super Bowl in Arizona. You know, coming up in February, we're going to be making the trip there. And that's, oh, you know, that's a few weeks out. But this is like a year out, but it seems like it's going to happen so quickly. How, how long do you have to work on this to get this prepared, to get a city prepared for the Super Bowl? We typically start working on a Super Bowl project anywhere from 18 to 20 20 months out. Wow. Um, You know, it is a complicated process to 
share the vision of the program with the community, make sure we meet all the right people who can help point us to um, those business suppliers that we're looking for. And then we get them into the program. We have Everybody has to be carefully vetted to make sure that they have the experience and the capacity to be successful in the program. And then we start our professional development programming, which is a series of workshops. Um, you know, we know that the suppliers will bring into Business Connect are experts in their own businesses or services or how they produce their products. But our goal with our professional development programming is to pull back the curtain and to help these suppliers understand how the NFL does business, um, to help them understand the scope of the size of the events, um, to understand the expectations of NFL vendors when they get on the job. You know, it's to position them to be competitive, to, to win a contract, to execute a contract, and be successful as they are working with our, with our vendors. B.J. Waymer, NFL Business Connect, is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. DeMond's got one for you. You mentioned how it's competitive when it comes to these businesses that are trying to get the contract. So the only thing that I can picture as you say that is, is this like an episode of Shark Tank where you're <laughs> pitching your business and you're buying and you're and you're saying, hey, this is why we're better than the competition and this is why you should choose us. Is that basically or almost what these businesses are doing to try to earn these contracts? It is actually a part of the Business Connect program. You know, we do something called a pitch day, and we bring nice. businesses in before they're selected to the program, and we sit them in front of a panel of industry experts. It could be, you know, for caterers. It could be um, someone from a catering staff at Allegiant Stadium, or it could be uh, someone who is in – the banquet business at one of the major casinos. We'll look for industry experts, build our panels, invite our suppliers in, and then they do. They pitch us. They tell us why they're good at what they do, what experience they bring to the table, why it would be of a benefit for us to bring them into Business Connect and allow them to compete for contracts and work on Super Bowl. And it's so much fun. <laughs> We'll we'll call and have you guys join us, and maybe you can sit in on one of our panels. Oh, no, hey, don't tell don't <laughs> tell us that, BJ. You, you don't know. I mean, look, I can contain myself, but Demon, on the other hand, he's he's a little over the top, so I don't know if he'd be able to hold it down, Demon. I'm easily sold on everything, so I would say. <laughs> well, you you're not good pick, then. <laughs> pick everybody. <laughs> you can't pick everybody. <laughs> I'd say. Well, that was a good presentation. Feedback for these suppliers is really important. You know, so whether you um, know anything about catering or transportation or any of those other uh, job disciplines, you know a good supplier when you see one. You guys would be great panelists. Thank you so much. (laughs) I'm in. (laughs) A follow-up question that I have there. You mentioned catering. You mentioned audio-visual setup. From, like, the scale and the scope of what is required and what you guys are looking for, how big and how low does it go from food vendors to, you know, setting up events? Like, how much of the city can can be involved in this? Um, I wouldn't – well, there will be events all over the city. Mm Mm-hmm. For Business Connect, what we're doing is identifying those event production companies that can provide services. So when we're looking at 
scope and size. You know, there will be everything from a private dinner for 20 people that's catering and we're going to need a chef to do that Mm. to 35 different suppliers that work together with one of our vendors to produce the food services for NFL tailgate, which is a private party for anywhere from uh, 11 to 15,000 people. Wow. That's a party. (laughs) That's a heck of a party there. the The beauty of business connect honestly is, you know, our job is to understand what the supplier's capabilities are. Mm-hmm. So if you're not ready to work NFL tailgate, we'll work to help find an event that's perfect for you, mm. that will teach you something about how to do your business better than you're currently doing it, and giving you the confidence to go out and compete for additional contracts after Super Bowl. I like it. I like it. B.J. Weber is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. So let me ask you this. Who's all eligible? Like when, when you're looking at this, uh, when it comes to the NFL Business Connect side, who's eligible for, for this, uh, this opportunity? Well, we are advocates for women, minority, LGBTQ+, persons with disabilities, and veteran-owned companies. And we ask that the companies be 51% diverse-owned, that they have an established office and have been doing business in Las Vegas for three years, um, that they are the direct provider of all the requested goods and services, and that they are in good financial standing and, and eligible to do business in Las Vegas. I love it. I love it. Great information right there. And so as far as the registration process, what is a business that feels like, hey, I, I, I fit those requirements. What would a business have to do to, to be able to register or, you know, at least sign up for this? Yep. You go online to Business Connect at LVSuperBowlHC.com. And that will take you to a landing page that will go over our criteria and our eligibility um, and then after you read through all of that, it goes straight to our application process. And is there a certain date that this has to be turned in by, or is it all the information right there on the website? I'm sure it is. Yeah, all the information you need is on the website, but just so you know, we opened the program on December 14th or opening the application, and the application closes on February 14th. Okay. And honestly, we encourage suppliers You know, if you think you're eligible and you meet the criteria, please apply early. You know, it it would it'll make us crazy if everybody um, (laughs) applies on the last day, because we want to take our time and give thoughtful Mm -hmm. um, consideration to everyone that applies. And we do that best if we can spread it around. Right. No, that makes a whole lot of sense, BJ. You're making too much sense. I'll tell you right now, uh, we're, we're down. If, if you need our, our help in anything, you let us know. Uh, I clean up nice. I get my hair cut every Saturday, so at least I'll look good. I'll look good while I'm there. I might not be able to provide too much more, but I'll look the part. <laughs> and, our, and all of our suppliers, I'm sure, would love to meet you and shake your hand. So it'll be a win-win all the way. There you go. Well, BJ, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. We definitely appreciate you, and I know we'll be talking soon. Absolutely. Thank you for letting me uh, have some time on your show. Have a good weekend. Absolutely. You do, too. B.J. Waymer right there, NFL Business Connect, joining us here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Like I said, I clean up well, right? I get my hair cut. I'll be cleanly shaven. I won't look like Harry Ruiz in the offseason, right? I'll, I'll, have the, I'll have the clean shave, man. I'll be looking good.
I know Demond. Demond has shown me he can clean up well when he has to. Yeah, <laughs> Harry didn't deserve. It. I know uh, Harry's catching slugs for no reason. That's he my said guy. once he gets in front of some people, he'll clean up. This well, could be his, and, this and could that's be his reason. This could be the reason. We'll have to get Harry involved. You know, I just thought about it, man. We need to get Harry involved and hooked up with BJ as well because he's on the Deporte side of things, and so maybe look, I'm connecting dots, man. That's what I do. Bing, bing, bing. Remember there was that book? Oh, you probably don't know. I think you're too young for that. But there was that book back in the day that we used to uh, we used to go through. I think it was called Highlights. When we were in the doctor's office and we were waiting for our name to be called, there was always that book. It was like an activity book. I think it was called Highlights. And connecting the dots was one of my favorite parts of it just because I always wanted to find out what was going to be, you know, what, what, what it was going to form after you connect all the dots. I, hey, look, man, I wasn't a brainchild, man. I had, I, <laughs> I had some artistic ability. Uh, you know, connecting dots. That's what I do. So there's that. I think the book was called Highlights. Do you ever remember that book? Nope. No clue. You know, I was just going to let you go. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You don't remember Highlights? I do not. I think it was called, like, Highlights for Kids, man. It was so, It was in every doctor's office, every dentist's office across America. And we all was able to check it out before we went. It's like they, It was like the setup. Like, that book made us happy. And then we went inside the doctor and we got upset. Right, because the doctor gave us a shot or, you know, something and, you know, something we didn't want to do. I think I promise you I thought it was highlights for men or our books or kids. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I thought it was. Highlights for kids is what I think it was. 415 is the time. Many thanks to B.J. Waymer, NFL Business Connect. This is Red Nation Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Shout out to my man John French. We got Vinny Bonsignor coming up at 430. John French on Twitter hit me up, and Damon, I just sent you a picture on uh, on your text message. I was talking about highlights for kids because I thought that was the book that was in the doctor's office. It's actually called Highlights for Children, and John French knew exactly what I was talking about when I said it, so I'm not crazy. He knew exactly what I was talking about, immediately sent me a picture of the highlights book, and if you... Make the picture large, and you look at the date on there, Damon. September 1988. <laughs> that, was, that was, it says, highlights for children, fun with the purpose. It's got some dinosaurs on it. It's got some, some people on it. You know what I just realized that I didn't realize back in 88? There's a lot of diversity on this uh, cover of this, uh, this highlights for children. Like, everything was good then. Everyone just kicked it, man. There was no beef, right? Everyone on these highlights was just kicking it. I like it. 88. Man, that was a good year. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So, yeah, he said, I love those at the doctor's office. See, I'm telling you, man, I wasn't crazy. I know it sounded crazy when I said it. I believed you. I just thought you were just talking about some kind of coloring book or something. No, it was was like an activities book, but every day it's like that was a prerequisite. If you were a doctor, you had to have highlights for children in your uh, in, in your office because we would find it and we would entertain ourselves until they said, Keon Myers. And then I'd go walking back there and, well, you had to walk that walk, man. You already know how it goes down. You step know what, you step know onto what, the scale, please. You know what I really just realized? Huh? Not that I feel bad for you guys, but, I mean, at least back in my day we had the Game Boy. But now kids these days, they just got the iPad or something. I don't. Do you think that your kid would need a magazine or something? Well, that's the problem with you guys. You guys all do everything <laughs> electronically. That's the problem with you guys. You guys needed magazines. You needed to have some. You know what? That's the problem. I, I've solved the mystery. You damn kids need to connect the dots more often. Y'all don't connect dots anymore. That's what happens. You don't color in the lines and you don't connect dots. Now you send memes. 
You buy steaks at the dollar store? Yeah, I don't think highlights for kids, highlights for children, fun with the purpose <laughs> is a thing anymore. It might not be. It, maybe it should be. Maybe that's the problem. That's why you guys don't know how to communicate. Like I said, look at the cover of that magazine, man, or that, that activity book. There was no problem. There was no beef. There was nobody, you know, there was no, nobody, no jack moves. There was nothing, you know, nothing bad going on, man. It was everyone was having a good old time, fun with a purpose. Y'all need highlights in your life. That's the problem. That's the problem. You guys didn't grow up with highlights. Now I know, this, I know the answer. I know the solution. Highlights for, for children, man. Fun with a purpose. So what was the purpose? To have fun, <laughs> educate yourself, entertain yourself without having to have some kind of electronic device that you're actually playing a game or something. That's crazy. That's what the issue is. That's, that makes all the sense in the world. You guys have to be electronically, you know, keep, keep your mind on, on something. Like how many, how many times do you see someone just hand their kid like, like their phone or, like you said, an iPad or no, man, you've got to do some actual physical activity or some kind of activity that really stimulates your brain that's not electronics, man. Put the electronics down. We didn't have all that. We didn't need all that. I, don't, I bet you they don't find hi- hi- highlights for children in the app store. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what, I ain't never gone to the dollar store and tried to buy a dollar steak. If anything, if highlights for children stop me from making the tragic mistake of going to the dollar store and buying a steak, it it served its purpose. You it know what? served its purpose. There, there, why, why would they have you connecting the dots? Then it, that's got nothing to do with with dollar steak. It, it really it does because if you had connected the dots when you were a kid, you would have realized that connecting the dots would have told you not to go buy a dollar steak. The connect the dots when you made that steak, it would have been like a good store or a meat market, or somewhere where you can actually feel like you're getting real meat and not something gray, right? Highlights would have helped you connect those dots. See, that's the thing. I connected dots as a child. I continue to connect dots as a grown man. You ain't never connected no dots. That's what. That's why Kayla ain't never seen you on the hoop court, because you ain't never connected the dot. She ain't paid attention to you. Man, I connected those dots a long time ago. Bernard, you're up next, man. What's on your mind, Bernard? Welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing, Q? I'm blessed, man. I'm connecting dots all day long. Yeah, yeah. You guys are great, so as usual. I just want to touch on this uh, this Brady thing. Uh, I've been hearing his name so much, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Listened to the morning show earlier today for a little bit on the way to work. And, I mean, Vinny, and that, they must have said his name, like, I, I just continuously. And our thing, man, long-time Raider fans, I don't think it had nothing to do with the tuck rule. I just think it's uh, a lot has to do with it. I'm, I've been listening to Dave Ziegler too, mm-hmm. the flash in the pan, right? And I think mm-hmm. he thought about uh, brought it up uh, a couple of days ago and throughout the the year. The Raiders don't we don't want to go to the playoffs, yeah. down for a few years, so on and so forth. And I'm just looking at Brady. You, you can't deny his accolades. I mean, they 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 speak for themselves. And I'm just forty. He, he's going to be, I think, forty six. Or mm-hmm. he is forty six now, or he'll be yep. forty six when the season starts. Yeah, he'll be forty six. Right, mm-hmm. I mean, and it, I just think with the Raiders, we just we need some good fortune, and it just seems like every time they kind of get a little bit of mojo, something happens, and I just feel like with a quarterback at that age, obviously we need to improve the offensive line and the defense. I just see us getting Brady, just just hypothetically, at his age, something happens, he hasn't been hurt in years, and. Then we we get him, and then we don't have him for 
you know, he gets something happens to him at that age, and then we lose him for the season or whatever. It just seemed like something. It ain't gonna turn out right. I just got that feeling as, as a Raider fan. I would feel better if if he was like in his thirty, thirty five. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But at the, at this age, that's why with Aaron Rodgers, I would much rather have him, even though he is an older quarterback also. But I just think he would fit the um, the scenario better or the situation better with the Raiders. I would hate to have to give up a draft pick for him, mm-hmm. but I just feel like he has a little bit more left than a tank than than, than Brady does. And he has a lot of accomplished too, accomplishments too, but, you know, he's only won one Super Bowl, but, you know, he's going to the he's first ballot Hall of Famer mm-hmm. also. But I just think Brady, at, at, the, at his age right now, I just don't think it's a right a right fit for, for the Raiders. I just has nothing to do with the tuck rule, nothing to do with him being a Patriot, nothing. I just we want some sustained success, and I don't think you're gonna get that with a 48 year old quarterback. And listen to the conversation you and Demond have. I mean, Brady's gonna be 46, and with all these 20 year olds, man, it's gonna be so 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 awkward. You know what I'm saying? He, it just it's just not gonna work, man. He's not gonna fit in. It's just just not gonna work. He's he gonna have to school these boys. And they just ain't gonna understand, and they gonna, they ain't not gonna be on this level. Kind of like with you and Demar. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Great call, Bernard. Thanks so much. I appreciate you. And yeah, I got a school. I got a school Demar all the time, especially on highlights for children. Man, that's good stuff. But yeah, that's the thing about it. Brady obviously is older. He'll be a free agent, so you don't have to give a draft capital. A guy like Rogers, you'd have to give a draft capital, and that's even if he wants to play. Nobody even knows what he wants to do, right? I mean, he's that guy that just leaves it out there and. I'm not going to keep the team and hold them hostage, but then he's going to hold them hostage because that's what he does. So it's going to linger and linger and linger before he makes a decision. I mean, who knows what – he might not even want to play. He might say, yeah, I'm good, right, take his ball and go home. Who knows? But you'd have to trade for him if you're going to get him. Or you roll with Jared Stidham or you roll with another veteran, whatever the case may be, whatever you think is, is, is the best option. And if that doesn't work – then what? Then you dip into the draft, and are you going to get that guy, and when are they going to start? I mean, there's so many question marks that I have, and that's why this whole offseason is so important, right? I thought when the Raiders had the three first-round picks, it was probably the biggest and most important draft in the history of the team, and I thought it was going to really define what this team was going to be for years to come, and I think that it really proved to be correct. And unfortunately for the Raiders, they didn't hit on enough of those draft picks. They just didn't. And so you see – out of that, those three first-round picks, and then even the two the next year, the only one that panned out was Josh Jacobs. And now, you know, they're in a situation because they didn't pick up his fifth-year option that they're going to have to pay him big money to keep him around or franchise him to keep him around. So, right, I mean, it just seems like there's not too many, there's not too many good, positive, I don't know, options that are easy answers, right? I don't think there's any easy fixes, let's put it like that, for the Raiders and their offseason. What are we doing next, Damon? Okay, I lost, I lost the – man, see, you can't connect the dots anymore. He done hung up on me on the video. I can't see him anymore. 429 is the time. We'll come right back. Vinny Bonsignor will join the show. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. And it's time to go inside the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Sponsored by Dos Caras Tequila and presented by the Realty One Group. Him at the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio. We've been having a lot of fun today on the show. Many thanks to all the guests that we've had so far on the show. Fantastic stuff. We had Coach Mike Martz on at 2.30. Peter Bukowski locked on Packers at 3. Uh, BJ Wehmer, NFL Business Connect at 4. And now Vinny Bonsignor is going to join us in a matter of minutes to talk all things silver and black. But I got go to <laughs> I go to the don'tbebroke.com text line real quick. Got a funny text that made me start rolling when I read it. 
uh, when I was sitting there waiting in the commercial break just for the 707. Hey, Q, <laughs> I just thought of something. Brady's old enough. He was probably connecting the dots at the dentist's office too, straight up. That's for the 707 talking about the highlights for children. And you know what? I guarantee he was. He's 46 or he'll be 46. I am 46. So I guarantee he was in the dentist's office. He was in the doctor's office. He was reading highlights for children, and he was connecting the dots just like your boy. Not Demond. Demond don't know about that. He was on the iPad. He was on the phone. He was on whatever electronic device, the Game Boy, whatever it was. Me, I was asking my mama, do you got a pen or a pencil so I can connect the dots in this highlights book? Right now, joining us on the phone lines is Vinny Bonsignor from the Las Vegas Review Journal and also from the morning tailgate here on Red Nation Radio 920. And Vinny, let's start off with highlights for children. Were you one of the kids that was in the dentist's office, in the doctor's office, looking at that book, filling it out before you had to go and meet the, not your maker, but meet the doctor or the dentist? Uh, I was, Q, uh, but I was also looking through the stack of old Sports Illustrated, hoping I was going to get to the uh, bathing suit. Uh, the <laughs> yeah. But yes, highlight, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Uh, that, that was, and, and you hear, and the scary part is you would hear like the of the of the dentist, you know, uh, working on some other uh, poor staff, getting worried now that that was going to be you. But yes, there's no doubt I killed a lot of hours, a lot of time in a doctor's or dentist's office reading the uh, highlights. Exactly. See, Demond, you just don't know. You you youngsters don't know what you missed out on. Uh, highlights for children that really help save or not save, <laughs> but create our child. <laughs> Yes. So, yes. so, so Vinny, Vinny joins us now on the phone lines. We're going to deep dive into some Raiders. You had a piece that you put out on the RJ just the other day about potential suitors for quarterback Derek Carr. Of course, the Raiders are going to want to try to trade him. I don't know if that's going to happen, but realistically, as you go through the teams in the league, how many do you think, how many do you believe could be in line for Derek's services? Um, I think I had seven Q, um, and it didn't get. It, it didn't take long to get there because when you start looking at so many teams in the NFL this past year, the Saints, the Carolina Panthers, the Jets, the Indianapolis Colts, the Washington Commanders, uh, probably, I'm probably missing a, a team or two here, uh, played reasonably well, yet went through multiple quarterbacks. All the teams that I just mentioned uh, went through multiple quarterbacks, whether it was because of performance or injury or whatever the case might be. And it told me that, you know, there's some pretty good teams out there that are pretty well set defensively, offensively, nice offensive line, uh, but, they, but they don't have their quarterback. They don't have a definitive quarterback. And one thing I can say, what, we say what you want about Derek Carr, uh, but he's still, you know, even in his bad year, a top 15, top 12 high quarterback in the NFL, and that's pretty indisputable. Um, you can argue it all you want, uh, but the statistics show that, that, that he's in that realm. And there's a bunch of teams that feel, I, I think, that they could win with the quarterback uh, of that talent level. So when you start talking about a trade, will one of those or two of those seven or so teams decide, like, look, I don't want to wait to compete with all those other five, six teams out in the open market. I'll give something up, a fourth-round pick, a third-round pick, to jump to the front of the line and get that thing squared away in February because that's when the Raiders have to come to an agreement um, on a trade so that I could get my quarterback secured and then go fix other problems on my team. Do you think, I mean, what's your gut feeling telling you? Do you think they'll have that opportunity to do that, or do you think that they'll ultimately have to go ahead and release them? 
I think they're going to have an opportunity to do that. That's what my instincts are telling me. It okay. might not happen. You know, at the end of the right. day, uh, you know, and, and we could always say this, too. You know, Dennis could say, you know what, I don't want to go there. That's not one of the teams I want to go to. So he has control of the situation. But I do think, uh, for, from his perspective, getting his contract locked in so he knows uh, what, what he's dealing with, rather than have to go on the open market himself, there's no guarantee that he's going to get the contract that he currently has out on the open market. I think for a lot of reasons, there's good reason, whether it's the trading team or whether it's Derek Carr, we all know, obviously, the Raiders want to make a trade uh, to get something for him. There's, there are reasons why it could happen and probably should happen. Again, we're talking with Vinny Bonsignor here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Of course, you can check Vinny out every single morning, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with Clay Baker and Heidi Fang on the morning tailgate. And also check out his work in the RJ, the Las Vegas Review Journal. So, Vinny, there's a lot more elements to this team than just the quarterback, but obviously that's going to be the big key to, 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 to the cog uh, this offseason. So we've had conversations. I know you guys had conversations this morning on the morning tailgate. Uh, you talked about Aaron Rodgers. You've talked about Tom Brady. We've talked about Jimmy G. Talked about drafting a guy. Talked about leaving Jarrett Stidham uh, in the in the position and letting him compete. What do you think is the best option for the Raiders right now? Who do you think would be the best you know guy behind center for the short term and even in the long term? Let's take Aaron uh, and Lamar out of the equation because a lot has to happen for those two things to happen. Okay. Okay. Um, because those two would be ideal, right? You know, who, who would who would not want Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback? Who wouldn't want Lamar Jackson as their quarterback? So set those aside because those are pretty good options. Okay. We don't know if they're even options just yet. Right. We have a we have a pretty good feeling that Tom Brady is going to be an option, that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be an option, and then everyone else that you mentioned. Of those options, uh, my the way I would do it, I would sign Tom Tom Brady for a year or two. Uh, draft a young quarterback to groom behind him, try to maximize what I have with the Raiders right now. And we are talking about an offense that has a chance to be pretty darn good. You don't have to go very far in Tom Brady's path to to find a time when his offenses were scoring 30-plus points a game. And I think it was all three years that he was in Tampa Bay other than this past season or the two years before that, before that up until this season. So he can still play, and if you put him around – you know, other good players, I think he could still uh, operate a, a high-functioning offense. But at the same time, the Raiders at some point also have to bring in somebody uh, younger that they feel is going to be the guy down the road, uh, maybe in a year, maybe in two years. So if it, if it was me, Tom Brady, draft a young quarterback, bring Stidham back as the veteran backup, uh, and then go fix everything else on your team. There it is. Vinny Bonsignor, the Las Vegas Review-Journal, and, of course, Raider Nation Radio 920 is our guest here. DeMond's got one for you. Yeah, we hear so much about Tom Brady, and obviously he just finished up the season with Tampa Bay, but do we know actually if he's going to retire? I know that's what the reporting is for, but do people have an inclination on which way he's leaning? Because I, people are talking like it's a short thing, but I don't know if he's coming back next season. That's a great question, uh, Devon, and I don't think anyone has that answer just yet. But if you're, if you're the Raiders, um, you got to find out pretty quickly. Uh, and I think that Tom owes not he owes it to the to the Raiders, but I mean, you know, uh, I, I, I'm I'm sure they're hoping for some sort of uh, signal, some guidance, some well, however he's going to let that word out really quickly, so that they can move on if it's not going to be him and pivot to Jimmy G or whatever the other you know Plan B would be. Um, and I think they're going to get that fairly quickly uh, into it. I would think uh, by the time we get to February 15th or so, when when 
when that roster decision has to be made with Derek Carr, I think they'll have a pretty good idea at that point, if they don't already. And I can't rule that out, that they don't have that answer already of where his head is and whether he still wants to play. Because it is an option. He is 40, going to be 46 years old. There's other um, you know, uh, life experiences that he wants to conquer. I will say this. I can't see in any way that he goes out um, after that game against the Dallas Cowboys in this season. I just don't mm-hmm. think that he is wired that way. I think he feels like he could still play and still offer uh, a team high-level quarterback play, uh, and he doesn't want to go out like that. And, and, and so I think he's leaning. I don't know if he's leaning, but I, but I, but I would think that he's still going to want to play. Something else that I wanted to ask you about, because this news broke after the morning tailgate, so I haven't heard you speak on it. Arash Mukazi, your buddy, he tweeted out, <laughs> Win Las Vegas, a partner of the Las Vegas Raiders, has announced a partnership with Tom Brady and TB12. Guests can now book an appointment with TB12 body coach, Alice Guerrero, blah, 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 blah. But Vinny, are you reading the tea leaves? Do you think that that's <laughs> going to be a step closer? Is that the inclination that we need, that Tom Brady may be leaning towards Vegas? I hate to bust a lot of bubbles right now, but that came out like in September of 2022. In fact, one of my editors was like, we got to jump on this. I was like, we wrote that in September, and I showed him the story. So uh, that was something that happened in September. It was, I don't think it had anything to do at that point with him eventually joining the Raiders. It might be a nice coincidence, as it turns out, but that wasn't necessarily, I, and I, I had to text the Ross, said, hey, man, you, you, you sent me on a little wild goose chase, so I remembered. Wait a minute, we already reported this. So this has been something that's been uh, around now for a few months. But it is kind of cool. I mean, not cool, but you start thinking maybe he did have that idea even back then. Uh, let me make, let me, uh, you know, uh, uh, put some anchors down in Las Vegas because uh, that's where I might end up being. So uh, we could we could go with that. But this wasn't something that happened yesterday or the day before. We've, we This has been like four or five months already. So. Okay, so Vinny, what you're saying is Tom Brady has known since September that he's coming to Vegas. All right, Vinny, I see you. Thank you. Okay, that's the spin we're putting don't, on. Don't it. say that because you know there's a website out there that'll put out an article tomorrow. Yeah, no, Vinny. wait, tonight that says insiders said Tom Brady knew in September that he. No, don't put that. Don't put that out into the universe, Devon. Back to you, Q. I'll say that. You're learning because that's how you spin a story forward, brother. Yeah, buddy. I'm already knowing. Vinny Bonsignor is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. So as I said, man, there's plenty of other areas of this team that need addressing. Patrick Graham is going to be the head coach of the national team at the Senior Bowl. Matt Edwards is going to be the D-line coach on the American team. How big is it that the Raiders will have boots on the ground both in Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl and also in their own backyard, Allegiant Stadium for the Shrine Bowl? Yeah, um, and I don't think it's a coincidence that Pat uh, decided to bring his D-line coach. Uh, so read some tea leaves into that uh, if you want, because I'll tell you this, uh, there's some studs along the defensive line that are in this uh, year's senior bowl and a bunch of others, you know, that are juniors that are going to be declaring for the draft here if they haven't or, or, or excuse me, have already uh, declared for the draft. So uh, I think he wanted to get his defensive line coach uh, um, you know, in there to, to get some eyes on a, a position that the Raiders really need to improve on. Obviously, they need to improve across the board defensively, but we all know that uh, if you can square away your defensive line, um, it makes things a whole lot easier behind those guys. So, yeah, I think it's extremely important. If you look at that 2019 senior ball, yeah. John Gruden and, and his entire staff was coaching. I think they drafted four guys. Uh, signed a couple of guys. Alec Ingold uh, was an undrafted free agent from that uh, from that class. Uh, they drafted Jonathan Abram. 
they drafted uh, Isaiah Johnson was in that game. Yep. Uh, there were a couple. Oh, Hunter Foster Moreau. Foster, so yeah. obviously, the intimate knowledge that you get from from that, uh, knowing how guys learn, how they retain information, how they work, uh, how they study, how they practice, it's only got to help. This is a this is a period of time right now where information is so critical and so important, and the more the better. So being able to have Patrick work intimately with a bunch of uh, really good uh, football players, I think gives them a leg up in this draft process. Let's assume that GM Dave Ziegler does not trade away any of the draft picks, any of the draft capital for, say, like a quarterback that may be available or whatever, or trade up to go get a quarterback in this upcoming draft. How much turnaround, how quickly do you think he could turn around this roster with all the draft capital that he has right now and the fact that they have pretty much a pretty nice amount of cap space and they'll obviously have more when the whole Derek Carr situation is over and done with? Yeah, and it'll become official here um, you know, uh, sometime in March, but they're going to get two more picks too. So they're going to have 11 draft picks, uh, including another fifth round and sixth rounder. Uh, that are going to be coming for Zay Jones and, and Quentin uh, Jefferson. So, so that's a lot of picks. 11 picks is a lot of picks. And if they trade Derek Carr, you might add one or two more drafts right. to that. So so there you go. Um, you know what, uh, uh, Q, I look at the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, they had a banner draft this year. They added five starters uh, this yeah. year, including two stu- two cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. And it really helped. It made, it made a huge difference. It's probably one of the reasons why they made the playoffs was because they were able to get such an impact from just their draft. Um, so, yes, it's definitely possible. They can. The Raiders can make a huge stride forward if they really nail this draft and obviously, um, you know, free agency and whatever trades they may work. Uh, but we all know that it does start with the draft, not just for this year but for the future. They can, they can really improve themselves uh, defensively, especially, and maybe along that offensive line, by nailing some of these picks, and they're going to have more than enough uh, to be able to do that. It's just a matter of getting it right. And that's the one thing, when you look back at the Raiders over the last five years or so, uh, and probably even longer than that, they just did not take advantage and capitalize and maximize all the draft assets that they had, and they had quite a few. And it's left that defense especially uh, with a lot of holes, and it's meant having to fix problems by throwing money at it, and that doesn't always work, and that's just a short-term type of a thing anyway. They've got to get back to drafting better. And I know that Dave and his staff uh, are really excited and champing at the bit to really get after it uh, in this draft, and they're going to have more than enough picks to really make an impact. Well, next time you talk to GM Dave Ziegler, go on and tell him to give me a call because in about a month I'll have about three or four guys that he should focus in on in the draft. I'm just saying, I'm here to lend out my helping hand. You know what I mean? I'm telling you, uh, had had some people listen to you about that quarterback that's up in Seattle, uh, there would be uh, a, a really good player on the Raiders roster and a bunch of other rosters as well. So, uh, yes, uh, there's, 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 I'm sure there will be time for, for Q to uh, to put his list uh, in front of the general manager. There you go. Well, what do you got coming out on the RJ, my man, that we should be on the lookout for? Yep, uh, just uh, we're, we're starting to get into um, Raiders free agents. And mm. they should keep uh, – there's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of free agents that they have uh, coming up, including guys like Foster Moreau and obviously Josh Jacobs, the headliners. But there's also Deron Harmon. Does he come back? Uh, Mac Hollins, does he come back? So uh, we're starting to dig into the Raiders' current free agents and how many of those guys uh, might be retained going into next year. 
There you go. Well, I know there's 26 of them, and I had five guys that I was bringing back as priorities. Uh, we talked about that on the show, uh, I think, la earlier last week or whatever. So I'll go ahead and give you a helping hand with that as well, Vinny. I'm here for everybody, man. I'm here for everybody, but I, I appreciate you, brother. <laughs> I'll be texting you tomorrow. <laughs> right on, Vinny. Appreciate your efforts, my man. Vinny Bonsignor right there. Fantastic stuff as always. Catch him on the morning tailgate with Clay Baker and Heidi Fang, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Of course, all his work is in the RJ as well, the Las Vegas Review Journal. And you can find Vinny on Twitter at Vinny Bonsignor. 450 is the time. We spoke about the Senior Bowl. Tomorrow, who do we come up? Who do we have coming up representing the Senior Bowl on tomorrow's show? Jim Nagy. Boom. There you go. Go to the source. Go to the source. Go to the source, young man. We're going to do that. We'll come back, close out the show. It's Rare Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. As we close out the show, we're going to close out with a bang. It's funny. Earlier today, I was listening to the morning tailgate, Clay, Heidi, and Vinny. And we just talked to Vinny Bonsignor. did a fantastic job. And they brought up the sounds of one David Carr, not Derek Carr. And, you know, he teased. And I don't, I'm not one that gets into the whole Carr family shenanigans and all that other stuff. He had teased a while back about a, a podcast that he was going to do on the Harvester, which is, of course, that's the family podcast right there, which is cool. I'm good with that. And then after he had teased it, uh, nothing happened. And so a lot of people said, well, where's the, where's the podcast? How good has it happened? Well, obviously, while Derek's trying to get traded and – they're not trying to put any more fuel to the fire. Obviously, someone probably said, like, hey, David, let's let's not do that. Let's pump that back for a minute. And, you know, even Derek has had made mention of, you know, his family saying stuff on his behalf or whatever like that. So they're, they're going to wait. But I found this video earlier to be pretty funny, and I heard it this morning on the tailgate. Did a fantastic job bringing it to us so we could hear it. Uh, here's a little sound from David Carr uh, earlier today he put out on Twitter. Hello, fans of Harvester Sports. There's been a long-awaited podcast that we've talked about doing for several weeks now. And yes, we do have a ton of fun content. But look, let's be honest. It's my brother. And he's going to go find another job. He's going to try and play quarterback in the NFL again with another team. And right now, it's a little touchy, okay? There's some things going on. They're trying to work a trade. Derek has to accept the trade. Mark Davis tried to trade me once. That didn't work out. See how it works out for him with my brother. Saying all that, yes, eventually, we'll shoot a podcast. It'll be fun. We'll dig into what all went wrong and that enjoyable season that we all got to enjoy together on the couch in the stadium. Depressed. Excited at times. But left a little bit unsatisfied. I know the Raider fans are excited to, to dig into this, to learn about what happened inside the walls in Las Vegas. We're excited to tell you, but I think we're going to have to wait a little bit, right? If you really think about it, pause the video, think about it, right? You'd wait a little bit. We're going to wait. Okay. We're going to wait. Derek's going to find a new team. The Raiders are going to move on. The Raiders will have a new quarterback. Maybe it's Tom Brady. That was exciting, right? You guys enjoyed that the other day? That'd be fun. You guys do great. So we'll talk about that. We'll dig into it and we'll, uh, we'll see what happens after the dust settles, but just got to wait a little bit longer. Thanks. We'll see, we'll see you soon. Anyway, so that was it. That was uh, – I love the sarcasm there. I don't expect anything different. Of course, David's going to have his brothers back, which is fine. That's cool. I just thought that that was pretty funny. You know, just kind of the little shots every once in a while. He took it – like he took a shot at Tom Brady, and then he did put on Twitter that he wasn't taking a shot at Tom Brady, but, you know, 
it is what it is. What did you think, DeMond? You heard that now for the first time. Yeah, that's me hearing that for the first time. And I think even in the tone, somebody t- told him, and I can tell that they are closest brothers, but I've got two brothers myself. And somebody said, man, if you don't shut up. <laughs> that was somebody told him, yo, man, shut up. Why are you making it hot? Right. I ain't even got a new job, and right. you already trying to ruin the new job for me. <laughs> right. Well, look, I mean, look, it, 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 again, this whole situation, I've said it many times. I'll continue to say it. This is going to be a great break for everybody. It really is. For everyone involved with the cars, uh, Raider Nation, for the, uh, the team, I think everyone is going to be – be happy with this break. I mean, it's just good. Sometimes you're in a relationship and it's just a bad relationship and it just needs to, you know, how, like I have friends where they're in, a, they're in a relationship with each other and I'm like, yeah, they probably shouldn't be together. But they love each other. But they probably shouldn't be in a relationship with each other. I was like, yeah. So when they finally break up, I'm like, you know what? That was probably for the best. Sometimes it's just how it is. And that's okay. You wish them the best and you move on. You know what also I noticed in that video as well? Huh? You know how yesterday you said to me, hey, why are you, why you doing that voice? Oh, yeah. He was also doing that voice. But just kind of wait a little bit longer. Right, right. Just wait a little bit longer. Right, right. It's the BS voice. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. So, anyway, I thought that, that was funny. Good way to close out the show. At some point, they'll put out that podcast. It'll get a lot of hits, and people will call in and ask us our thoughts on it, and that'll be cool. And, you know, there's there's pieces out there now that people ask us our thoughts on every day, and, you know, they're not my pieces. So, I don't comment on other people's work. You know, I'll, I'll read it and digest it, and, you know, like Vinny puts out some work. We'll bring him on to talk about it, and that's what we'll do. So make sure you can check out the morning tailgate tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. as they close out the week really strong, Clay, Heidi, and Vinny. Coming up next, upon further review, Eddie Pascal, who joined us for a few minutes for half of our audience yesterday, uh, he's, he's going to come up with, upon further review, live from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, Raiders HQ. You'll hear it next here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Have an awesome evening. We'll be back tomorrow.